Hey everybody, welcome to Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things for this edition of the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast. Today is the day Miranda Jo Davis is going to be on the show. This is going to be so great. So Miranda Jo is a Christian yoga, Pilates, and meditation expert. She has over 20 years in the industry. She is also a best-selling author and an award-winning freelance writer. She uses God's Word to speak truth on a variety of modern-day topics. Miranda specializes in Christian meditation and helping women utilize this spiritual discipline as a pathway to finding peace, purpose, and abundance. In ministry, she's a biblical counselor, and she enjoys mentoring couples with her husband, Eric. Together, they have two school-age boys. They enjoy the outdoors, traveling, and playing the game of badminton. I am so excited. This is going to be an awesome episode if you have ever wondered how Christianity and yoga can go together without causing any spiritual conflict or issues with your faith and your belief in Jesus Christ, Miranda Joe is going to help us understand that with clarity and with a great peace in our heart. Let's get started. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm all right. That was a little too easy. It's kind of making me, whoa. <laughs> I had so much connection problems the last time I tried to do this. Oh, I have full confidence that the Lord has worked it out. How are you doing? I'm I'm good. This is a kind of a crazy time. And I'm an early bird, so I'm hanging in there. It's been our first day of school and oh wow. All the mama in and yeah, so <laughs> now are your kids going back to the physical school or are you homeschooling? Yes, they are back. They are, went in, went to uh, they go to a private Christian school, so it's open. Well, that's great. That's great. Well, yeah. so I'm going to send this through the editing process. Um, so I just wanted to kind of, you know, get on here and, and get to say hi. And then we would kind of, um, I'll kind of start off and then I'll edit that part, this part off of it. Um, I just wanted to say that I have been praying for you and for our talk and I'm excited to meet with you. Thank you for meeting me so late. Um, I don't get my uh, almost two year old down to bed till and this just kind of, you know, helped me get right into it. So, um, but I'm really excited to get to interview you and, uh, I, I just can't wait to hear what you have to say. So, Oh, I'm, I'm honored. I'm glad. I'm so happy to do it. And I hope this, you know, I hope it, it's beneficial for both of us. So I'm, I wanted to ask you before we start, do you prefer Constance or Connie? Uh, Connie, I guess. Constance okay. is my kind of, oh, that sounds so professional name, but I'm really not <laughs> professional. So I'm just calling <laughs> me Connie. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things was, as I wanted to say again, that I certainly did not want you to feel like I disregarded that email. It was the craziest thing. I never, ever got that response until the day that I responded. And I just, that's one of the things that I hate the most is when people email me something and they don't follow through. And so I just wanted to let you know um, that there was some type of, of glitch and I, I take my commitments uh, very seriously and, and your time as well. So, you know, I don't want you to think that that was on any bit, just a lack or laziness on my part. 
Oh, no, not at all. I'm finding that, you know, this is very typical for podcasting and, and just, I don't mind doing it. And I think it's just a part of it. So I did not take that personal at all. Well, good. Okay. So at this point, when I stop saying this, I'm going to go into kind of my first question. Okay. All right. So I have Miranda Joe Davis on the show with me today. It's going to be great. She's a best-selling author and she has just written Christ Yoga Girl in the Christian World. Her book was refreshing. I really liked, Miranda, how you spoke about the importance or the awareness regarding yoga, but without fear. Can you just tell me a little bit about that and why that's important? That's a great question, Connie. Um, you know, I, I believe that God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind as it comes from second Timothy one seven. Um, you know, I have encountered people who have a wonderful faith walk with the Lord, but have had very negative connotations, um, around yoga specifically that it's evil, that it's, um, from Satan, um, that if you practice yoga, that it will, um, bring you away from your Christian faith. And, um, you know, there is some truth to that, but I believe it, it's used in a way that Christians think that it's absolutely something that's, that is not, you're not able to participate in. And I believe that, you know, um, you know, everything is permissible, but everything is beneficial. So there's certain types of yoga that are not beneficial for Christians. Those would be um, types that are rooted in the Hindu faith, that are rooted in the Buddhist faith, that actually utilize a lot of their holy text to be a part of the physical practice. On the flip side, there is there are practices in yoga that are just about the physical and the mental. They're just about breathing. They're just about stretching. They're just about toning and strengthening the body. So you can practice yoga with an instructor that's an, a Christian, and that is nothing to be afraid of. There's no fear in that. So it's really having a lot of wisdom and discernment. That is the tagline on my book, Christian Girl in the Yoga World, biblical wisdom to safely navigate the practice and honor your faith. And when you do it that way, wise and discerning, there is no fear of the practice. Ooh, I love that. I really do. And one thing that my mom has said to me throughout the years is that all truth is from God. And I think it's even a, a scripture verse, but what you're talking about, it, it seems like you're saying that this is something that yes, is man-made and man can either turn it into something that doesn't glorify God and leads us away from him, or we can use it in a way that can bring glory and honor to God. Do you think Satan likes to get us afraid of things that have um, maybe people use sometimes for bad, but he gets us afraid of it because it really could be something that could be used ultimately to bring people to the Lord or to bring healing? Yes, absolutely. I think that God can use all things for his good. That is what the scriptures say. Um, now, do I think that Satan could come in and, and try to um, steal away their uh, walk with the Lord or bring them further away from the Lord or compromise their faith? Absolutely, because there is parts of the practice that, that Christians need to be wise and discerning, as I just said. 
Um, on the other hand, you know, I have, I have had a woman of the Muslim faith come and take my Christian based yoga classes. I have had someone who was an ex Wiccan who have come to take my Christian yoga classes. I only speak scripture other over people. I do not do anything from the, from the old yogic ancient text or, uh, the old philosophies. I only speak from the Bible when I teach my students. Now, is that something from God? I believe it is. I pray over every person that comes into my studio. I pray over every person that sets forth and asks the Lord to bring the right people to me. Mm -hmm. So I've had people who quit going to church that come to my classes and say, you know, that scripture you spoke today in class, I felt like God was talking to me. Um, in, in particular, I talk about one of the chapters in my book, a lady decided after coming to my classes for a while, she said, I know that God's calling me back to church. I miss that community. Mm -hmm. So I, I see people's heart change. That's what the scriptures do. I'm just being a messenger for Christ and letting God do the work on their hearts. So it's obvious that the Lord has used this in your life to become a very practical tool in which you are able to minister to a whole different group of people. And am I right on that? Correct. Yes. That's awesome. So don't have fear just because you don't know about something. That's important. A lot of, like you said, believers, uh, mainly, I think, get hooked on the fact that something has particular roots or associations with something. And so in their minds, they sign it off as evil. You make very um, valid points. And I think a good argument to the contrary of that, that um, wisdom and discernment from God goes very far in helping us to know um, that all truth is from him. And that if something is used for evil, it doesn't necessarily mean that it is evil. So that's really, really a good point. I know that's going to help somebody out there that's listening. Okay, so in your book, you help us see, in my opinion, that things such as yoga can be good and they can even be helpful, like when you're trying to recover from a physical ailment or even maybe an emotional one. Because I know like myself, I have struggled with anxiety on and off for years. And one of the things that people, doctors, uh, counselors would always try to get me to do is the deep breathing. And so I know just from that little tiny bit that, that the mindfulness, the meditation aspects of it can really bring your heart rate down and make you feel safe, but it's never enough. So in your book, I got this feeling that you were talking and addressing about why you feel like it's difficult for believers to find balance between God and activities that we enjoy or that we are gifted to do or that's in our jobs. Could you talk a little bit about why that balance is so hard to find? Well, you know, we are made to crave. I mean, God made our spirits to desire him above all else. And so, um, you know, when we desire people or a job or money or success or status, um, and you know, it could be even something just valid. We, we crave to be loved by people. Um, you know, that's a lot of times to me is an idol and, and, and idol is anything that, you know, that we place above and in front of God and, and yoga could even certainly be that, um, that, 
you know, yoga or any type of physical activity that we enjoy doing. I think that God gave us a spirit of joy. He talks about that in Galatians 5, that that's one of the fruits of the spirit is joy. And so he wants us to enjoy our lives. You know, Christians aren't boring. We're not just going through life, um, living it mundanely from moment to I moment. I love that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are made to celebrate, but we need to celebrate and worship him first and foremost. And then he will meet the desires of our heart. He has made a path for us. He is the one that will ordain those steps and bring us to the things in our life that really are fruitful and, and that are used for um, the way he created us. He made us a specific way. He made us um, and he knows exactly what our desires and wishes and likes are. And so if we're succumbing to him and him only, then I think all of those things will be revealed. Ooh, I like that. I love that. Okay. So in your book, you also talk about root issues. I, I love that idea. Just even the word root seems to be going below the surface. And I'm the kind of person that loves um, vulnerability and to talk about things that I feel like are on other uh, people's hearts and minds, but maybe they wouldn't have the courage to say. And so when you talk about root issue and finding the root issue and the root issue being important to address, can you tell me your heart behind that? Tell me what you meant by it, but also tell me your personal connection uh, to that in your own life. So in ministry, Connie, I'm a biblical counselor. And so um, what that is, is that we utilize scripture to overcome people's strongholds or sin patterns. And so the root is always connecting to the spirit, connecting to the heart, which is, you know, the, the scriptures tell us that the heart is evil or that the heart is wicked above all else. And so without Christ, without a set apart, without him, our sinful nature will, will be the root of all of our issues. Um, whether that is, um, you know, addiction or, um, you know, and you can be addicted to a lot of, you can be addicted to people. Um, you can be addicted to, uh, not just substances, but food, uh, validation, um, you know, the need for power. Um, so sin is the root of all the struggles that we have. And so without Christ, without our savior, we will continue to suffer in our sin patterns. You know, Jesus Christ came um, for us, died for us so that we can be set free from our sins. And so without him, we will always struggle. We will always be connected to that which has power over us unless we connect to the power of Christ. Okay. I love that. I love that. Okay. Real vulnerable minute here. Um, so you are super gorgeous, super in shape. And I am somebody that has always struggled with my weight, my self image. And I'm sure that there are a lot of other people, whether they're women or men, old or young that feel like yoga specifically is something for people that are in a really good shape or that can do supernatural types of things with their body. Could you, out of a heart of compassion, address maybe the people that feel like, uh, I'm too fat to do yoga. It's too shameful for me. I would never go in and try to join um, that or do that. And then share maybe some steps for what somebody struggling with their body image might do to find the right place or to gain some courage. 
Oh gosh, that's, I love, I love this topic. Um, so the way I was trained, even though I was trained in a secular form of yoga, traditional style of yoga, that was over 20 years ago. That's part of my story. The type of yoga that I was trained in is, is our catchphrase was it's for everybody in everybody. And so that has just been what I, yeah, isn't that yet. It's in, it's for everybody in everybody. And so that is the, the philosophy that I have taken as an instructor. My students are anywhere from a very fit woman to someone who is extremely heavy. I have, I have a couple of students that are very large. Um, they, they, a lot of times will just stand in a posture or sit in a posture, but the way I present the practice is that you're here. You come to the mat, you do what you can. It's never about perfection. Poses don't have to have any type of shape that look anything like what I'm doing. And so I teach people from just come as you are, let's practice together and let the mental benefits, the physical benefits, the spiritual benefits manifest because that I believe that if you're just doing what you can, that, that builds confidence, that builds self-esteem and that builds self-compassion that, and, um, self-love. I'm, I always encourage my students, let's just love ourselves where we are, um, flaws and all. Um, you know, I came from the dance world where we were expected to have a certain size body. Um, I, had terrible body issues and was very self-critical. So I don't ever want to bring that to any type of yoga class that I teach. I want to welcome everyone. One of my oldest students is in her late seventies and you know, she is been practicing yoga for years, but again, I just, I'm like, this is amazing. It really can, yoga can meet you wherever you are. It is all about, I mean, one of the, again, from the secular world, but I believe it, it has Christian connotations is there's no judgment. And, you know, and Christ tells us from Romans eight, one, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And another thing that comes to mind is yoga is a very peaceful activity. Am, am I correct in saying that? It depends on what a lot of people don't know, Connie, is that yoga is kind of like genres of music. There's all different types of music. Well, there's all different types of yoga. So there, are, there is yoga that you can practice that's very energizing, that's very upbeat. It is about sweating. It is about a workout. So it kind of, but, and at the end, you, most yoga practices do go for peace, but there's some of them where you're just maybe do five or six poses for one hour and you're stretching and breathing and those are much more relaxing and peaceful. So it kind of depends on what type you're going for. So that's very interesting too. And that could be encouraging for somebody in a different uh, walk of life that maybe doesn't have a ton of energy, but there's different things you can do. You don't have to, it's not like this Zumba class where you go in and you're doing Zumba. You know, there's different ways and different types that you can sign up for or do. So that's encouraging. Cause that was one of the things for me when we, got this interview rolling. It was really on my heart. And, you know, I was really kind of scared to go because when people listen to the show, they're not going to see my face. Now they can Google me or whatever, but I want this show to be a place where I reach out 
and am able to help other people with that are struggling with things, like I said, that aren't easy to talk about. So here is somebody that is an expert, guys, in the field of yoga and meditation, and she is also super fit. She's telling us that it's okay. So anybody out there that is struggling with their weight or struggling with body images or feeling shame, you need to remember what Miranda said. She is somebody that's an expert in the area. And if she would tell us that there's a reason to freak out about it and run the other way, then, then maybe we could. But we've got to start taking some of that um, power back that our weight has from us. And this is one of those ways that we can do that by stepping out, by trying something new, something that's healthy and something that has many different avenues. Okay. So that was awesome. I want to ask you if you were to share some practical tips with the audience about how you personally navigated bringing the spirit and the power of Jesus into your yoga practice and vice versa. How might somebody else be able to maybe not do what you did in the sense of copy you, but emulate the steps that you took in navigating the spiritual into something uh, secular, into something that is not really a practice of, you know, religious type thing? That's a good question because, um, you know, I talk about at the beginning of my book, I found yoga and Christianity at the same time. I became a Christian and started practicing yoga at the same time in my life. And as I grew in my walk with the Lord and as I grew in my knowledge of yoga, I mean, I practiced yoga at the highest depths that you possibly can. And then I just fell in love with Jesus. And I wanted to know everything about what the Bible said. What does his word said? I wanted to know who he was and who God was. Um, you could not, you could not separate the two. You, you, once you, once you got to where I was, I realized this could be a dangerous place for me as a Christian. And I kept feeling that over and over, um, with different situations that I was in. And so prayer, I would say the first step is people need to pray. Ephesians six talks about putting on the full armor of God. So if you are to step into a yoga practice, I would encourage anyone to first pray Pray for God to show you the right instructor to practice with, the right studio to practice with, and the right style. So studio, instructor, and style are key. Pray about that. Then as, you're, as you choose to go take a, a class from a particular instructor at a particular studio, again, pray before you start practicing. Ask, invite the Holy Spirit in and ask the Lord to protect your heart. Guard your heart, as Ephesians 6 talks about. Put on that full armor. And, and then if something is off, that is the Holy Spirit telling you there's not something quite right with this class. So again, just, it's like, give yourself permission, leave, go to practice with someone else, go try another class. Those are really practical tips. The spiritual side for me came when God just spoke to me. Yes, you can practice yoga, but you will only speak scriptural truth over people. There are a lot of Christian yoga instructors. I encourage people to go to what's called the Christian Yoga Association website and that you can find a whole list of instructors that only teach Christian style of yoga. Um, I am actually launching in uh, within the next eight weeks my own Christian yoga teacher training system for instructors who are traditionally trained like I was. If you want to get certified in a Christian style of yoga through um, practicing with me, then that is what I am. Uh, that's the next phase for me. That's the next launch. So it's very exciting. 
That is awesome because it's providing not only the practical steps, but the means to find people and trainers and places that, that provide that. Um, that's awesome. You just said something, uh, guard your heart. I, I loved that because you're talking about um, yoga being being able to be something that is used for bad. And I just want to go back to anybody that's still feeling kind of hesitant about this and say, even picture being in ministry within your church. If you don't guard your heart, if you're not seeking the Lord, if you're not seeking to be filled by him, to be uh, speaking his words and, and, and doing his work, you are going to be consumed with yourself, which is using a position of ministry or authority within God's body of believers to do things that are sinful. So this, this application that Miranda is speaking about, that God is in yoga, that God is in the, the aspect of its ability to heal, its ability to help with physical ailments and um, feeling good about yourself and getting in better shape, that is the same application when we're talking about guarding your heart in ministry, guarding your heart when you're raising your kids, guarding your heart when you're working at your job. The, the goal is to be more aware of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And like Miranda said, we do that by prayer, by gaining wisdom and discernment, by reading our Bibles, and so that we're aware and we know when the Lord is speaking to us. Miranda speaks that the Lord told her that she could practice yoga. In a minute, I'm going to ask her to share a little bit more about that. But how did Miranda know that the Lord spoke to her? Because she's guarding her heart. She's seeking the Lord. And when Miranda seeks the Lord, what does the Lord do? He answers her. Because the Lord doesn't say that I don't believe personally in my life that he says all of these things are bad. I think that if we were to take the time and to seek the Lord, we would be able to find his truths in a lot of things that we kind of shut into this little tiny box. So now I'm going to hush and I want you, Miranda, to tell me a little bit more about the Lord speaking to you. What did that do for you in your heart? and in your physical um, journey of getting into yoga. Yes, that's, a, that's so important for listeners to hear because um, where I was at the time that God, the Lord specifically said, yes, you can practice yoga, but no, it cannot have anything to do with the history, the philosophy, the sacred text. Um, you can only speak script you can only speak scripture on, over people. I was teaching, uh, this was the last year I taught for a worldwide company. I was what was called a senior master trainer. I traveled the world and I certified people in a specific style of secular yoga. I was teaching the class and I was teaching something from what's called the yamas and niyamas, which in yoga, you would call that like the 10 commandments. It's basically rules and regulations of how to live. They're guides, uh, for your life. And, and I had a bad feeling from, I didn't want to teach them. Um, I was praying through it all. And I had about 40 individuals in front of me who were reading through this material in the training manual and they were gobbling it up like it was truth. 
And in my mind, I was praying and saying, God, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I know this is wrong. This is, I don't want to teach this to people anymore. And that's when I heard the Lord say, yes, because what you're teaching is made up from man, not from God. And so that's a man-made hollow deceptive philosophy that something that looks really good that I saw people buying into it. And I don't know if I had any Christians in front of me. It was, it's a, again, it was a secular style of yoga, but they were buying in and thinking this was like absolute truth. And so it wasn't long after that training that I resigned. And that's where I felt conflicted because yes, I had witnessed healing benefits in my own body. I was an IBS sufferer. I, I suffered from irritable bowel syndrome that I felt like the postures and the breathing and the meditation helped bring relief. Ultimately, it was the Lord that healed me. I want to be clear about that. But I think God used that tool of yoga to help bring relief in my body. Um, I have witnessed several students, you know, people with chronic back pain, people with um, anxiety that had had a lot of healing benefits. And so I was crying out to the Lord, how how could I do yoga all these years, Lord, and practice it? And, and now it's just supposed to be taken away. And um, that's when the Lord took me to Colossians 1.28, which says, we proclaim him admonishing and teaching in all wisdom so that we can present everyone perfect in Christ. And so what I felt like the Lord was saying, it's through his word that he spoke to me. Yes, you can teach yoga, but it will be through my word and through the scriptures. That's how you will present people. It'll be perfect in Christ when you speak my word over them. That that's give, gives me chills because you described even if somebody's not interested in yoga, you you just described how you wrestle something through with the Lord, and and that I don't know. There's something about that that just is. Um, you just don't see a ton of wrestling. You see a lot of opinions, and you see a lot of people giving up because things are hard. And you see a lot of people doing the wrong thing, just deciding I'm going to keep doing this because I'm good at it. And I know yoga works or yoga's from the devil. I'm never going to do it again. Or I'm just going to give up and not even try. And you could put that same thing into anything, anything that you want that people struggle with. And what you did was you said, I'm going to pray through it. And you kept praying and you found the Lord in that, and he led you back to truth. And the whole time, it was ultimately with the purpose, I believe, of restoring yoga and restoring you. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yes, 100%. I mean, as you know, it says in James 4, you know, that do not be surprised by these trials that you have because it, it produces perseverance and perseverance, you know, makes your character strong in Christ. And so that, that had to happen so that I could be completely reliant on him that I could, um, if I was going to be able to teach yoga and to help facilitate healing in people's lives, it had to be all in the name of Christ, nothing else. Wow. I love that. I love that so much. So one closing question before we kind of stop here, I want you to tell um, just anybody out there that's listening that either knows about yoga or doesn't, I want you to encourage them and give them maybe, I don't know how many you would have three to five, the next step type things, give some like in the sense of uh, practical, but also 
kind of a little bit beyond comfort, so a little bit challenging too. What can we do if we're not started in it to get going? And then if we are, what are some more challenging things you might say to do that would also incorporate the spiritual side of it for us? Well, I, I think that if you have any desire to even know a little bit more about yoga, I encourage you to pray and ask if that desires from the Lord. And if it is, I would ask him to guide your next steps. You know, um, for example, I offer a lot of free Christian meditations. Um, they're through my website, mirandajoedavis.com. I also have a YouTube channel that is connected to my website. Um, and I offer some free classes. So again, using the Christian Yoga Association as a tool to find instructors, there are so many free resources um, connected through the Christian Yoga Association uh, where you can find teachers who are teaching Christian-led practices. Um, there's holy yoga, for example. There's Yahweh yoga. There's faith yoga. There's all different kinds of branches that people are building more and more um, practices around scripture. So it is a safe place. It's a good place to go, my Christian friends. And, and for the exercise, we want those mental and physical benefits. God tells us to take care of our body, to treat it like a temple. And so to have those mental and physical benefits, physical benefits, you've got to actually take that step and, and just start in the practice. Again, if you don't like or resonate with that teacher or that style, give yourself permission to try again. It, it is a beautiful way to live. And for the longevity of your health, it's one of the safest ways that you can exercise your mind and your body for the entirety of your life here on this side of eternity. That's great. And I want to point out I want to point out, guys, that when I asked her what the next steps were, she totally had an opportunity to promote herself or to pr promote some other product. And I want you to notice how she directed you back to God. That has got to speak volumes to people that care about what the Lord thinks. That has got to speak volumes because when we are given an opportunity to go back and promote our thing, promote what we're good at, promote what we're doing, uh, we usually take it and she didn't, she pointed you back to God. And so that has got to speak that the Lord is definitely in this. And so I would encourage anyone that is feeling like this is not for them or they have dismissed yoga or they think that they know too much or they're not going to listen to any Christian girls, tell them it's not bad. I would encourage you to be humble enough to do what Miranda said and to pray. Because I know that I need to get healthy. I'm getting ready to have a procedure here in a few weeks. And I'm trying to get off eight pounds. And it's like pulling teeth. And this is another way that I can, in my mind, maybe get some more courage to take the next step. And so I want to encourage you guys to pray, like she said, and to take that very seriously. Because when people are given an opportunity to toot their own, their own horn, they usually do it. And she did not. I want to thank you, Miranda, for being on my show. It, it's um, an honor is an understatement. I'm just beginning. And you um, 
communicating with me, to be honest, was um, way outside of my ballpark. So um, that's just another testimony to the Lord using you and not only using you in yoga, but using you to support another Christian sister that's trying to, you know, move out into the world and uh, develop what ministry that the Lord has for her. So thank you for that. And I am going to really think about the truths that you've spoken today. And I want to ask, is there anything else you want to say to our audience before we go? Well, it's been an honor to be with you today, Connie. I just, I'm so passionate about sharing this message with people. No one has ever written a book like the book that I wrote. Um, and I, it was God ordained. And so I know that, that, someone out there needed to hear this message today and used you and myself to get the message out so that there can be truth around this subject because it's so controversial for Christians. And it doesn't have to be. It can really be something that can be made easy to understand and not just to understand in human terms, but it's all based on biblical truth. Amen, I love that. Well guys, this is Connie and my guest, Miranda Joe, and this is the Weed, Seeds, and Beautiful Things podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Now go out and buy her book.